DDCO at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 170, uh, and in this episode we are going to be recapping the draft, the All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, and we're also going to be doing a, a tribute of sorts to... Um, uh, <laughs> An infamous uh, steroided up freak player from the nine from the eighties and nineties, Jose Canseco, um, in a various uh, couple ways, uh, and we'll also be um, just to stay in that uh, Oakland A's theme. We'll also be talking about that Tony Larusa and reporter rant that happened uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago on the um, on the podcast. Uh, but before we get into all that, it is episode number one seventy. Jack, who's your one seventy guy? Yeah, uh, it was kind of slim pickings here, um, mm-hmm. but I think I got a, a good guy who I actually don't know that much about. Um, I picked Ron Guidry okay, from the Yankees. Cool. Um, nice. I don't know. Do you remember him at all from your I, childhood? No, he was he was before my. I, I think the yeah. tail end of his career was you know like I remember it, but like I do remember baseball cards. I do. I remember asking my dad about uh, about Ron Guidry, and uh-huh. he like yeah, I don't know told him told me a couple things about him, but. Uh, but no, I don't know too much about him. Sure, yeah, he, he was a, uh, I mean, he was a, a left-handed pitcher uh, uh, from Louisiana. Uh, his nickname was Gator. I don't know if that's because he usually had a mustache and Burt Reynolds was, was in the movie Gator and also from <laughs> the South. I don't know. Um, he had some really good numbers. He was on the, uh, the Bronx Zoo Yankees. I think that's what they were called uh, in the late 70s. Um, guys like uh, Thurman Munson. Um, he won the, uh, the Cy Young in, in 1978. He had a really good year. He was 25 and three with a 174 ERA and he pitched nine complete game shutouts that year, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, he also, uh, he, he won 20 games two to actually three times. Um, he won it on his age 27 season in 78, uh, his age 32 season, he won 21 games in 1983 and then his age 34 season, he won 22 games. So uh, he was good for a, a long uh, stretch of time. Um, and, uh, yeah, kind of just consistently pitched over 200 innings. Uh, so he had a really good career. Uh, didn't seem like he really hung around long enough to have any shot at the Hall of Fame. But he ended his career with a 329 ERA and 170 wins, which is which is pretty solid. So, he, yeah, he's my 170 guy. Also won a few gold gloves as well. Uh, five-time gold glove winner. Yeah. Um, four-time All-Star, uh, two ERA titles, and, and two World Series titles. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, that's that's a pretty legit career. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, you know, he was just one of those, uh, he was like one of the top pitchers um, of, the, uh, of that era, late 70s, early 80s. And, um, yeah, it's weird. It's one of these guys that, like, you know, I think, like, when you start talking about, like, the Johan Santanas, you know, possibly getting uh, into the Hall of Fame, it would certainly have to open up the, uh, you know, probably it would probably have to include Ron Guidry in that conversation, um, which is probably why some people probably don't want to have Johan in because they just they just didn't put it together long enough, um, even though they were like probably the best pitcher in baseball for a couple of years. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, just he he just like looks like a Yankee too. I don't know, like I couldn't imagine him on another team. 
um, just like that mustache and like the hat and the pinstripes. Um, like, I want to say it's like his like 1988 tops card, which probably would have been his last card. Like, I feel like I have a very good image of of what Ron Guidry looks like in that card. So, yeah, just a classic uh, 80s guy, 70s 80s yeah, guy. For sure, kind of an, another good comp. I think I haven't looked at his comps on Baseball Reference, oh, yeah. but Cl- uh, Cliff Lee as well seems like another guy who would who would be right up there as a, as a comparison to him. Yeah, let's see who we got here. Um, yeah. Cliff Lee's number eight. Ha. Johan nice. Santana's number six, and Brett Saberhagen's number five. So a couple guys yeah. we just talked about recently. That'd be a, that'd be a fun game, Jeremy, to like pick a player and then try to try to pick what his comps are and see how many you can get out of ten. That uh, on base on Baseball Reference actually would be really cool. Yeah, his, <laughs> his number one is David Price actually. So interesting. I can see that. Is yeah. David Price still on the Dodgers? He is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if Ron Guidry ever yelled at uh, Phil Rizzuto on the uh, <laughs> on the Yankees uh, charter bus or you know whatever, but um, yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, not not to go on a tangent about David Price, but what a piece of shit. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, cool. Yeah, that's a good one, Jack. Ron Guidry and yeah, guy yeah. guy before both of our times. So that's always cool to kind of get into one of those guys. Um, sure. I I picked a guy roundly from our time. Uh, Jack and uh, I went with Kevin Millar. Yeah, um, I, I thought uh, you know that name stood out to me too. Uh, I think he's kind of best known now for just his work in in media. Yeah, an MLB Network for sure. Um, I was surprised that he had 170 home runs. Actually, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird. Like when you look at Baseball Reference or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I I'm not like. Um, I, I feel like, you know, I'm okay at math, but uh, some people are really good at certain things, like they can do percentages really well or whatever. Um, I look at his home run totals, and I'm like, how does this add up to 170? Um, he only had two, uh, three seasons where he hit 20 or more. So actually, two seasons where he hit 20 homers and one where he hit 25. He also didn't play that long. So it's just weird that it, even uh, by looking at his numbers, like how it adds up to, to 170. But... Um, yeah, he uh, so Kevin Millar like uh, pre uh, MLB Network was probably pretty like best known for being on the 04 uh, uh, Red Sox um, and uh, being part of that uh, World Series team. Um, I think the most famous thing about that was his little thing that he said like before game. What was it? Game six, I guess. Uh, game five, where they were down three zero. So that would have been game four. Um, but he said, like, you know, um, don't let us win tonight uh, because then tomorrow we got Schilling. Then the day after that we got Pedro. And then after that it's all it's up in the air. Um, and, it, you know, I think Kevin Millar was known as being a talker and maybe a loud mouth. Um, but, like, he actually said something pretty poignant there, um, pretty prescient, uh, because that's exactly what happened. They won kind of, uh, I think, like um, – I think that was a super close game, game, game four. This is, uh, did I say World Series? I meant like ALCS, I guess, against sure. the Yankees. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, they, I think that was a close game, if I remember correctly. Um, and then they had Schilling, and then they won. They had Pedro, and then they won. And game seven was kind of just like a wild game, too, and where they won with that uh, Dave Roberts stolen base. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the rest is history. But, um, but yeah, so uh, he was a, he was a talker, um, and I think like a lot of people, like fans and players, um, found him super annoying. 
uh, as a player. I, I uh, may know a former player uh, who, who was like teammates with him who said that he was annoying. He annoyed the hell out of him. Um, uh, and then like, but then I don't know, like I had to turn on Millar, like as soon as he went to the MLB network, cause he's actually built for that, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you, you don't want these guys like, you know, a, a baseball player who like, um, talks like loud and is like, um, uh, annoying is, uh, you know, non is not welcomed as a player, but as a, as an announcer and someone who's like funny uh it's it's that's that's the right place for them so um so yeah it was uh i don't know i've I've definitely come around on kevin millar um but uh but yeah um as far as his numbers go yeah 170 homers uh 274 batting average a couple years there he hit like with the so he started with the marlins one year he hit 314 another year he hit 306 i'm like that's also surprising i didn't think he hit for that much average uh, at any point but uh but yeah so i don't know a couple of years that stand out a little bit for millar yeah i i think they specifically mentioned in the Moneyball movie that uh like he was one of the guys that they picked up um maybe maybe it's like an under the radar guy they wanted to get him could have oh. been because of those those two seasons um yeah, yeah. And, and in their world series year he had an almost 400 obp so uh yeah you know the guy uh he, he was a good player 274 uh maybe not enough power for a first baseman but uh you know he was always solid his his headshot for the Marlins that's on Baseball Reference looks weird. It looks like he's wearing a uh, a band aid like like uh, vertically on his on his chin. Like I he's mean, got he's got this weird facial hair, but it looks like a band aid. That that was like popular for like you know a month in like the early two thousands <laughs> and just what a that's it, such a bad look. Like just it a is. really really bad look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he. Um, you know, I think I think he talks about like his teeth are fake or whatever, and like I just he he he's pretty self-deprecating and he's pretty funny. I, I'll say like um in like a kind of like out there sort of way. So yeah, I think at least he like has a sense of humor about himself, which like you can you can't say for a majority of baseball players. So I really I appreciate that about Millar for sure. For sure. Um, well, yeah, that's that's a good one, Jeremy. Uh, and yeah, I will say it was kind of slim pickings for 170, so I'm glad we were able to get a couple a couple of good guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so let's uh, let's get into things here. So um, yeah, it was a busy weekend, even though it was uh, you know All Star break. Um, but uh, we're gonna talk about the draft and the the All Star festivities. Um, one thing that came from the All Star festivities that we need to talk about at the top because it's a very sensitive subject for our podcast, especially the turn that it's taken in the last like year or so. Um, there was this video that came out. Uh, I, I assume most people have seen it by now, but uh, it is a video. It's a rather damning video of a full grown ass adult man um, shoving a fucking kid <laughs> while trying to get a, a ball autographed. Um, and I got to say, Jack, it, uh, it, uh, it, it kind of it rattled my cage a little bit. I'm a little... I'm a little concerned about like you know the 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 trend that we've been going through and uh, seeing this come up. Well, uh, Jeremy, the it it makes me uh, think back to uh, when I was at the Mets bus the other day and the guy that that asshole dad was like Max, you're the man, Max, and just shouting in his face and and pushing little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and there, you know, there's there's guys who will do this. What was ridiculous about the guy in the video, and and Jeremy, like you said, most people have probably seen it now. It's probably got over three million views at this point. Is the guy had two balls in his hand, if I'm not mistaken, didn't mm-hmm. he? He had two balls. Yeah. Uh, he he looked he looked ridiculous. He just had no dignity. 
Um, yeah. And you know, dig- dignity is something I value. So I, I will say <laughs> that when, when we when we try to get uh, autographs, I think we go about it in a dignified way, and you know, we understand that we always let like little kids go first. We never push our way in front of a little kid. So you know, I think yeah. there's some things that are that are out of bounds, and I think that that's you know. That's just terrible. You just look stupid in front of the player. I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, my fear is that even if we're not pushing, like, we still end up looking like this guy, you know, a little bit. Sure. Um, and then also, like, you know, we did, uh, you know, the, the, the kid of the, um, of the guy who yelled Max, um, we, you know, that kid, uh, we, 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 we had some choice words for him, but also – it's he's he's debatable if he's a kid or not right with the nose piercing so right right like you said jeremy when you have your body pierced like you know <laughs> you, you no longer like fall under under the kid category um, yeah yeah uh but yeah it's a it's a very uh, it's a pathetic video did you ever uh find out who the player was I, it seems like it's justin verlander i, I'm, I guess here i'm looking okay. at um this is from this fan-sided website, which I don't like this site because I think they literally just let any asshole like put, put an article on here. Sure. But it's they're saying that it was Verlander and Kate Upton. It didn't look like Verlander in the video, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, but... Um, so, yeah, I think it was... Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess that's who it was. Um, but uh, did you see the comments from... Uh, Kevin Gossman. No, I didn't see this. <laughs> so he just tweeted, he retweeted it from John Boy, and he just said, it's nothing that crazy, but he said, uh, honestly, this is nothing new. Grown men pushing kids for, for balls, taking foul balls from kids, taking the ball they knew damn well we were tossing to a kid. Be better, people. Um, which I think the last time someone said be better was Christian Yelich. Talking. I was just going to make that reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's like the um, the preferred n- nomenclature for baseball players, I guess, when they're talking down to people. But um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so, you know, Gossman is, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it shows, like, you know, they're clearly aware of this stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, like, this guy's name has to have come out there at some point. Um, I haven't, like followed it that much closer today but um his name has to have gotten out there and uh i mean yeah i don't know but the guy also seems so fucking oblivious that i don't even think he would know or he probably doesn't even think he did anything wrong either so that's a a, that's the other problem so right yeah i mean he's definitely a grapher so there have to be there have to be some other graphers out there who know him so uh you know this is like that that video, uh, do you remember that Netflix special about, like, the guy who, who murdered a cat and posted the video online and, like, then yeah. a bunch of people tried to th- tried to figure out who he was? Like, yeah, don't fuck yeah, man. with cats. Don't, yeah, you don't fuck with cats. So that there's got to be, uh, there's, there's got to be, like, some, some graffer sites on Facebook that, you know, I'm going to try to figure out who this guy is. For sure. I will say, if he is a, if he is, a, or if he considers himself a, a, a professional graffer, he was making the same move that that little kid made. Um, yep. about getting the ball signed with a Sharpie, which um, is no good. So he was trying to get a ball signed with a Sharpie. I'm, I'm looking back at the video, and it is Verlander and Kate Upton. So Okay. okay. I mean, listen, I mean, maybe for Kate Upton <laughs> I would do that. But, uh, you yeah. know, it seems it's, it's, just, it's just bad, though. Uh, that, that was going to be my question. Whose autograph would you want more, Justin Verlander or Kate Upton? But I didn't want to put anybody in a Seiya Suzuki-like situation. So. I appreciate that, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. You know. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, that uh, that was just funny um, that that's coming on the heels of us, uh, you know, getting into full autograph mode these days. But sure. uh, but yeah, I don't think you'll find us doing that. Um, uh, so maybe to no. each other, but um, or maybe to another, <laughs> maybe to another adult like like the fucking guys that were lined up first row for the Orioles. But you know. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, let, let's just one more time say, uh, you know, I feel, I feel sorry for Brandon Hyde. Um, you know, his team just got a really good draft pick, but like no reason for Brandon Hyde to come over, man. Just three middle-aged guys standing there at, <laughs> at, at 1145 at night on a weeknight before he boards a plane and he's still signed for us. So that, yeah. was, that was pretty cool. If anything, he, he, he figured like, you know, I could sign these autographs to make them happy or I could snub them and like risk them like jumping the fence or something. So <laughs> it was the path of least resistance, I think. So, um, so yeah, uh, and, and it was to our benefit. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's that, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, there will be more autograph sessions, uh, this season. So, um, you know, look out for that. And if, uh, if you see us show up in a video, um, I don't know, just tag us at least. <laughs> tag, right. Yeah. Tag our tag our website so people will at least go and listen to the podcast. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but uh, okay, so uh, so the draft happened this weekend, um, this week and this weekend. Um, the Cubs drafted. Uh, so the draft nowadays is twenty rounds. Out of the twenty rounds, the Cubs drafted I think sixteen pitchers. Um, mm-hmm. So you would think if they don't get like at least two pitchers from this draft, you know, it would be a tough pill to swallow. Um, Jack, I don't know if um, I don't know if it came across to you as much as it did like when I was watching it, but um, I was pretty apoplectic about the Cubs' uh, uh, pick of uh, Cade Horton for the first yeah, spot. It, it, it's, it seemed like you were um, reading about him. It's it's it, I mean yeah it, it's in so they had the number seven pick uh, and I thought it was it, it is a little bit baffling that the guy had a five ERA um, mm-hmm. all, all season in college and then he had a, a hot college World Series uh, as a pitcher because they said he learned to, how to throw a slider like maybe two months before the college World Series and, mm-hmm. and he blew up and they pitched they picked him seventh which uh, that seems like a bit of an overreaction. Um, I could see maybe uh, you know spending a, a second or third round draft pick on him if you really want to want to reach, but uh, yeah, that seems like a lot. I think maybe they figure they can sign him under slot and, and sign some other guys that they that they figured maybe would would rather go to college. Is that what it seemed like? I didn't really yeah. look at any other other draft picks. Yeah, most definitely. They they drafted a high school lefty uh, in round two, who I think is that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, they'll throw him a little more money, and then they actually drafted they they drafted another. Um, we could talk about it in a second, but like they drafted another kid from high school in the fourth round who actually looks really good. So, um, and it, who I had actually heard about before the draft, like not connected to the Cubs at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, this draft was like everyone was saying that this draft is like batter is hitter friendly, like it's hitter loaded, tons of like really good promising hitters. Um, and then the Cubs with the seventh pick, like, you know, certain guys fall to the Cubs at that spot, uh, namely Brooks Lee from um, Cal Poly, who I was like hoping that they would get um, at like based on who was available. Um, and then they draft a pitcher. And I was just like, no, no. Like uh, my, my wife was sitting next to me and she could attest to all of this. But I was like completely beside myself. Um, I texted you and I was like, yeah, just I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um since then, I saw that, like, a couple, um, like, he wasn't um, on, like, a lot of, you know, top 
draft boards, basically. But um, Keith Law did have him going 10th to the Rockies. And I think Jim Callis from uh, MLB also had him going 10th to the Rockies. So for the Cubs to take him at 7, I guess it's not that bad. Uh, of course, you know, the Cubs always, like, anyone always needs a pitching. And, of course, the Cubs do. They haven't been able to homegrown grow a lot of pitchers. Uh, although they have two right now but uh, in their rotation. But, um, you know. You, you kind of need to do that to be successful um, for, ex- for you know, an extended period of time. So um, they got him. Um, he's exciting, but, yeah, not a lot of track record. I mean, the guy was a third baseman when the season started. And yeah. um, that's kind of weird. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope, I hope, like, Kerry Wood can, like, you know, help him, like, throw some, you know, harness, like, some fastball or something. Um, or whatever, like just kind of turn him into a pro guy or something. But uh, he also could like kind of make it to the majors soon, um, which is, you know, nice. Um, but uh, yeah. And so then in the grand scheme of things, when I look at the whole draft and I see like, you know, how, what kind of pitchers they took, like that they took mostly pitchers. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like it like in the grand scheme of things, like they're clearly just selling out for pitching. Uh, they drafted a shortstop in the third round. Uh, but a high school shortstop, so we'll see about that. Um, they drafted um, a catcher in the 15th round who is like the Babe Ruth of like D2 baseball. Uh, his name is Hayden McGeary. He went mm-hmm. to Colorado Mesa University, and he hit like 485 in D2 baseball. Um, wow. So, you know, I don't know what that translates to. He also had like 35 homers or something. Jesus. So he's like, he's got crazy numbers, 6'5", 235. So, um that's interesting. He is a fifteenth catcher. Round. He's a catcher. Yeah, I don't know if like they, you know, think he'll go somewhere else. But um, it you know it raised an eyebrow with me when I or you know it, like kind of got my attention when I looked at his numbers. Um, and then like that second round pick is a kid named Jackson Ferris out of uh, IMG Academy, which is like you know a, a baseball factory basically. Um, the guy who they drafted fourth, uh, fourth in the fourth round is a guy a kid by the name of Nazir Muley. Uh, it looks like Mule, but it's Mule. Um, and he's like a two-way player, and I think he's like a legit two-way player. Like, he's he's pretty good with the bat. They drafted him as a pitcher, um, and uh, he's got a little swag. Like, I saw an interview with him on MLB Network. Um, so that, that kid will be interesting. Um, I think they'll probably have to pay him a little over slot and that Jackson Ferris. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by those guys. You know, it's a shame that the high school kids, you know, are, you know, several years away, but, um, you know, who knows a lot of these guys, I mean, I'm almost positive Kate Horton will be at South Bend at some point this year. Um, and then these other guys will be there, you know, soon. So, you know, we'll hopefully be able to catch them in person. And so, yeah, you know, obviously you don't know anything about the draft right away, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the Brewers didn't have a very exciting, uh, first round draft pick. They drafted a shortstop from coastal Carolina with the 27th pick. Uh, had you heard anything about him? I had not. No. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. Um. Seemed to. You know. You know. I. I heard good things once they drafted him, but um, I. It's not a name that I knew, before, um, the draft. Uh, they did draft Robert Moore in the third. In the. I guess it's a competitive balance round B, mm-hmm. uh, from Arkansas. Did Did you hear about him, Jack? No. Robert Moore. That's Dayton Moore's son. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> I guess I that's kind of damning that like the Royals didn't draft him, um, and, but uh, but yeah, he was like kind of a star for Arkansas. He's he's a little undersized. He's five mm-hmm. nine, 
Uh, mm-hmm. He's a shortstop, but um, he's one of those guys that like he's like kind of like he, I felt like he was kind of like the leader of the team, but um, you know, will he like make? Yeah, I don't know. Like those college guys, like they're like the, the the college basketball guys, like they're like the leaders of the team, but they're not really like pro material, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, so I don't know. I I mean, maybe he's not pro material. He seems to like have the mentality. I guess it's just a matter of if he he can do it physically. Um, okay, but. He's coming from a grade A program, and he was kind of like the leader of that team. So, you know, you can't knock that pedigree. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I also think I, we texted about it already, me and Jack. But um, if we go back, I don't know if I mentioned his name. I probably did. But um, at some point, I went to see that UIC Flames uh, college baseball game back in March, I think. And I saw Nate Peterson start for UIC and then the Brewers drafted him uh, in the eighth round so that's pretty cool that uh, I got to see him and now he's a Brewer yeah that's uh, that's neat um, you know maybe we can catch him uh, in the Midwest League as well they have a Wisconsin I don't know if they're still the Timber Rattlers but uh, yeah I think they you are know, I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll end up going there yeah the Brewers also drafted one guy who's kind of interesting I don't I don't know how you say his name they say he's from the Netherlands I went to high school in Florida but it's uh Gerangelo Sintjay. It's a real, real hard one, real hard one to spell. But he's a switch, a switch pitcher. They say oh, he can God. throw with either arm. Um, so he's kind of a little bit like Pat Venditti. So I, I don't know if they're going to let him do that. It's, it sounds like he's better with one arm than the other arm. But uh, yeah. that's kind of cool. So I would be, I would be down for trying to see that guy as well. Good lord, man! What? Yeah, Gerangelo. Yeah, Sintjay. That's crazy. Yeah, th- yeah. it looks like, um, you know, Scrabble like. Uh, like a bad draw on Scrabble, like his last name. <laughs> um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't heard too much about him. Yeah, they drafted him all down in the 18th round. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I wonder first if he'll sign, and um, yeah, and then like what they do with him. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, and I saw that the White Sox too had drafted some guy from I think the suburbs of Chicago, but he's like a six nine lefty. So they were comparing him to Randy Johnson. I don't, I don't know if that's just hubris, but. Yeah, I feel like the White Sox just draft tall pitchers, and they expect like one of them to hit because they, you know, Garrett Crochet is pretty tall, mm-hmm. Chris Sale. Um, but yeah, so I had that's another kid I didn't really know about. But I'm like, again, I'm like, as we go like, you know, high school, it's like, why didn't, why didn't I hear about this guy? And then why didn't we go see him like, you know, like for the podcast or something? Where is like, as we go? Uh, I think it's like out west like western so i don't know if it's considered a suburb i unless i'm thinking of maybe i'm thinking of wheaton but um where's oswego oh fuck this is oswego new york um well uh thought that would be a quick google but um yeah yeah it's out west it's out by plainfield um so mm-hmm. it's not that far i mean it's closer than south bend for sure it's out by aurora you know okay um so um yeah i mean uh it's hard to you know figure out when a well actually i don't know he probably was a friday night starter for his for the team but uh yeah i don't know anyway um right in our backyard and you know uh didn't hear too much about him ahead of time the white Sox, though i i honestly feel like the white Sox had a pretty good draft um they they got uh their second round pick uh peyton Pallette um from arkansas um was one of the like guys who was rumored to go like in the first round he was actually i think um considered to be the top college pitcher until he went down with Tommy John. Um, so he, he got TJ, but, um, you know, I mean, he will recover. Cade Horton already had TJ. Um, so Peyton Paulette will probably be fine. 
um, and they got him in the second round um, when he should have been a first-round pick. So, honestly, I think that's probably a pretty decent pick. And then they drafted this guy, Jonathan Cannon, from Georgia. So another, like, top school, uh, a pitcher for a top school. So, I don't know. He, and he's also 6'6", big, big kid, righty. Um, so I can't really argue with, with that. Um, and then in the fourth round, they got this kid, Jordan Sprinkle, from uh, UC Santa Barbara, who, like, uh, I've heard things about, too. Um so, uh, you know, I think like a, a good pedigree. So I think they actually did okay for themselves. Um, um, they got a guy um, in the 10th round, Tim Elko, uh, first baseman from Ole Miss, who won the College World Series, and he was like the top offensive guy for that team. He was like the cleanup hitter. So much like um, Zach Remillard <laughs> was like the top hitter on that, like, that weird uh, Coastal Carolina championship team. Uh, they they went and got the the best hitter from another World Series champion. College yeah, World right. Champion. I wonder if Rem- Remillard knows the Brewers guy. Um. Uh. Yeah, I know. Um. Yeah, I wonder if there was any overlap, or maybe he met him like, uh, you know, during a during, workout. Yeah, recruit recruiting or something. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know. You know, obviously it'll be interesting to to see. Uh, time will tell. All that stuff. Um, overall, like, yeah, Jackson Holiday went number one, and um, yeah, I think like I don't know. They the Orioles passed on Drew Jones to take him, so we'll see what happens. The kid, he still looks like a fucking little kid, though. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing like before a game. Uh, I think it was like a, a playoff game. I can't remember if Matt Holiday was with the Cardinals or, or the Yankees, but like they showed uh, his kid. It, it was a clip of his kid. It must must have been Jackson in a batting cage. And I remember seeing this little kid swinging the bat mm. uh, from the left side, and I was just like, "Man, that kid's swing looks really good." Um, I shouldn't <laughs> oh, nice. shouldn't be surprised because his dad is a major leaguer. And yeah, sure enough, he was, he's now the number one pick in the draft. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also got long hair too, which is which is a lot different than his dad. So <laughs> right for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, out of all those guys who got drafted like in the first round, I do I like um, that Elijah Green looks pretty good, Jack. I think mm-hmm. I sent you a video of his back like in like March or February or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks really good. Um, Kumar Rocker is reunited with Jack right. Leiter, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Jacob Berry, I think, is going to be a solid uh, player. Um, but uh, Brooks Lee and Gavin Cross were the two guys I wanted the Cubs to get. And then Kevin Parada. Um, and then they drafted the pitcher. And then Lee and Cross went 8-9 uh, right after the Cubs. So um, I want to just go on record and say uh, <laughs> Horton is a bust and Brooks Lee and Gavin Cross are good. Uh, you heard it here, folks, uh, first, uh, folks. And uh, if you didn't, if it, that doesn't happen, then, um, you know, I was always a Kate Horton fan, so <laughs> prove me wrong. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but uh, it's always exciting, um, the draft, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, uh, should we move on to the Derby and All-Star game before getting this Conseco stuff? Yeah, oh, real quick, uh, on the in the draft, I want to say there was, there was something funny that happened. So, um the second round of the draft, they have like former players come out and uh, and announce the pick. And uh, Rick Sutcliffe did it for the Cubs, and it was pretty funny. Um, just kind of his normal Rick Sutcliffe self. But uh, Rick Dempsey came out, a uh, former catcher uh, for the Orioles, um, and he came out and announced a pick. And uh, then he goes like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever uh, is the pick. Um, he's like, uh, the Arizona Diamonds have the next selection. <laughs> 
Oh God! <laughs> and uh, you know he's like an old he's he's a former player. He's an old guy, and it's just it seemed like such a, like an old guy mistake to to make. <laughs> like the Arizona Diamonds have the next pick, so yeah, they're uh, he he just it just just like the Devil Rays dropped the Devil. I guess Rick Dempsey dropped the the backs from the Diamondbacks, <laughs> and they're just the Diamonds. But yeah, so that was funny. Um, yeah, as far as the Derby, the All Star goes. I mean, game goes. Uh, you know. Not really much happened there. Like uh, like the the derby was what it was. Um, a couple things that stood out to me that were f- funny. Uh, one thing that stood out to me that was funny from the All Star game is um, at some point they put Big Poppy in the dugout and he was like interviewing these players. He had a microphone and he had like a GoPro mounted to his hat, and he's walking around just like kind of like a madman, just interviewing these different guys, and like he's like. He interviews like Jose Ramirez or something, and he's, he like talks to him in Spanish, and he's like, "Oh, there's the big guys," and he gets up and he stands between Judge and Stanton, and he's like, "All right, enough of that," and then he like goes and talks to someone else, and then he like then Alec Manoa is there, and he goes up to Alec Manoa and he's like, "Hey man," he's like, "How would you pitch me if if you were if if you were facing me?" And Manoa starts going like, "Oh man, I don't know. Like I, you know, I throw you high and inside, maybe you know, jam you." And he's like, "Whatever, I take you deep, man." And then he just like walks <laughs> away. <laughs> it was just like, you know, Manoa actually was trying to give like a good answer, and he's like, "Whatever, man, I take you deep." So like, it was pretty funny. I mean, Poppy is like, it's hard to deny Poppy's just like, just kind of like a big character, you know. So yeah, um, it's weird that yeah. he almost got murdered. Yes, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's bounced back pretty well, I would say, after that. Of course, yeah. the millions of dollars probably help, but... Um, Definitely. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I, I watched uh, precious little of the All-Star game. Uh, I, I, I don't have cable anymore, so it's, it's hard for me to watch, but... Uh, uh, and, I, and I also have talked about it on this podcast, how I, I don't really like the All-Star game that much. Uh, but, you know, I did, see, I did see the inning that Manoa pitched, um, and they, they had him mic'd up. Mm-hmm. And he always kind of wanted to watch the inning to go longer because he started doing this thing where he was trying to just like he he wasn't really he was kind of talking to John Smoltz but like he really wasn't he was mm-hmm. talking about what pitch he was going to throw next to the batter and yeah. like he was like I think I'm going to throw a heater here and then like you're like oh man he's going to throw a heater to Ronald Acuna like this is crazy what's going to happen is Acuna going to hit it out of the park so uh, yeah I thought that was that was an interesting perspective um, yeah yeah. Uh, I, I would like to see more of more of that and less of just like the inane questions that they always ask players, um, you know, during those those interviews, which are, are rarely successful or interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like they could mic up players and just not talk to them. Like, why talk yeah. to them? Just like just like mic them up. And like, you know, I, I mean, I think they've they've tried to they've they've, you know, toyed with maybe doing that. And then like they 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 you know someone says it's a violation or something but but yeah um it was funny though because um he asked uh smoltz like he had two strikes on uh jeff mcneil and he already struck out like two batters and then he asked like uh smoltz what he should throw and he's like i want you to throw a slider down at his feet um so he'll go fishing or whatever and then he overthrew it and actually hit jeff mcneil in the foot (laughs) funny it's always funny for a player to get hit uh in an all-star game uh unless it's your your team i guess but uh so that was kind of funny but uh but yeah that was a cool that was cool it actually ended up being uh interesting Mm -hmm. um so that was cool and then um the other thing i was just gonna say like it's like you know it's very frustrating uh to watch the all-star game and have the american league win every single fucking year and like every year i was i was even before it happened i'm like every 
it seems to like always happen. Like the the National League gets a lead somehow, and then like some bum who shouldn't really be on the team comes in and like they're responsible for blowing it. Um, and of course, this fucking Tony Gonsolin comes in with a two nothing lead and gives up three runs. Uh, you know, all charged to him, and then the American the American League beats the National League. Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I know he's like ten and zero or something, but it's like. I, I feel like it's more fluke than than talent. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the guys pitched seventeen games. I started seventeen games and hasn't lost any of them. And, and of course, so of course he's going to lose the All Star game. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. What what they ha- they haven't won since what twenty fifteen the National League something 2012, like that twenty twelve I think Jesus yeah. Christ wow that's that's quite a or, that's become a thing no, now yeah no two uh no two thousand uh. Wait, what was it, Miz? I yeah, now I can't remember because I almost want to say two thousand two, but I feel like that's too long. But um, yeah, it's it's just a ridiculous thing. And then like you know, pre my life, you know, the National League always won. Mm-hmm. Um, and now and since yeah, since like eighty eight, like the American League has like won like the National League has won like maybe like four times or something. Wow. Um, in that time, so it's it's fucked up, but um, it is what it is. So yeah, you know, one one more thing about the roster construction. I, I think it was interesting this year that they just designated uh, like the legacy players, like yeah. Miggy and Albert Pujols, were there because they were legacy guys. Yeah. The, the the strange thing about that is that Miggy is probably still going to play another like two years. So I, I get I get selecting Pujols, and I get selecting Cabrera too. He might have made it on his own merits if you look at the stats. Um, but I, uh, ultimately I do like that though, but maybe they should like, maybe they should just reserve that if like a legendary player has said that this is going to be his last season, just put him, put him on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I don't know, man. I, it seems to be the consensus in baseball that Miggy might not be around like, uh, much longer, but maybe like one more year, but like, I know he's got the contract, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out, but, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like maybe they would cut them. Maybe. Yeah, before. I was gonna say maybe maybe the Tigers will just cut it, cut their losses and realize it's it's dead money anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but um, but yeah, uh, it is. I we brought this up a couple weeks ago, but it's just it's insane to consider him like playing like for two more years. I just don't see right. how it could happen, but no. um, we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, the other thing is like, yeah, I'll, I'll, as we spare no chance to, uh, uh, you know, rip the white Sox. Uh, I mean, let's, let's not pass up an opportunity to rip Dodgers fans. Um, sure. Like they panned the crowd so many times and like there were empty seats at the mm-hmm. fucking all-star game. And like, uh, I happen to really like the all-star game. And uh, I think it's a bucket list uh, thing for me is to go to, like, the All-Star Weekend, um, the Futures game, uh, the the Derby, and the actual All-Star game. And then, like, to see, like, empty seats, it just really pisses me off. Um, it's like, when, when are people going to, like, start, like, calling out Dodgers fans? I just think it's so, like, so, like, uh, fucking offensive, uh, honestly. And, like... You know, I don't. I don't know. Like they don't deserve to win because their fans fucking suck. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I went on MLB.com today, the All Star Game, uh, and it said tickets still available. They there was a link that said <laughs> pur- purchase tickets, and I, I didn't think that could be right, but it sounds like maybe it was. That's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything cool from the the Futures Game. Um. But uh. Yeah. Jason Rodriguez or Jason uh, um Dominguez hit a homer. 
um, Mason Wynn threw this crazy fucking like over 100 mile per hour uh, throw to first base on a ground out, which was crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it was cool to see. Uh, Joey Weimer uh, played for the for the um, for the Brewers, and then uh, Pete Crow Armstrong played for the Cubs. Got a hit and scored, so that was pretty cool. Nice. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that uh, that about does it for that, I would say. But okay, um, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we might as well start in on Jose Canseco, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, a couple like last episode actually, it, it, the Jose Canseco um, baseball camp video came up um, because we were talking about that 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 boss from uh, the that startup company who was like cracking his neck, and uh, it reminded me of these weird head twitches that Jose Canseco did in this video. Um, so we got to talking about that and we decided to, uh, <laughs> devote an episode, uh, to it. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, we have that. And then we also, Jack brought up the, uh, the AMA from Reddit, uh, for Jose Canseco. So we're going to talk yeah. about all that stuff. Yeah. We might as well start with the AMA. Um, I mean, it's, it's fairly quick, but I just want to go through a few highlights of it. Uh, for, for those of you who, who don't, you know, aren't that familiar with Reddit, uh, ask me, Jose Canseco didn't ask me anything. Um, uh, so it was just people could write in. I think he was trying to promote his new podcast. The first thing that's funny is is the whole, like, his account was set up by his podcast co-host. So, like, the real guy who actually, like, you know, can would be capable of hosting a podcast. And Jose Canseco was probably just, like, a, a mouthpiece on it. Um, was, like, you know, he, he posts in the AMA, like, okay, so Jose is ready to do this AMA. I'm walking him through how to log in right now. So, um, you know, I, I like the thought of Jose Canseco just not knowing how to, like, log into something. Um, someone posted about an hour into the AMA. Uh, they said, Jose Canseco AMA stats, 49 answers given, 2,316 characters, including spaces used, nine commas used out of 49 answers, 11 periods used, zero letters capitalized, zero fucks given. So those were the those were the stats for uh, for his AMA. Um, yeah. Some funny answers, uh, Jeremy, or at least a couple of my favorites. Uh, so somebody asks him, "Do you think taking steroids is worth it?" Uh, and he said, "Steroids cost me millions. Not worth it because cocaine, liquor, marijuana, and other drugs are more accepted than steroids, even though they can help you." <laughs> um, so that's that's uh, that's a good one. That one's right up there. Uh, you can just kind of scroll down the list here. Um, uh, let's see. This one has to be good. Has the use of steroids ha- had any effect on your sex life? I don't know. I still have sex five times a day with seven different objects. LOL. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a good one. Um, we'll read a couple more here. Uh, let's see. Mo- uh, most of this is just people talking about what, uh, what an asshole he is. Uh, but there's a few more classic answers here. He did say that... Uh, Somebody asked him how it felt uh, when the home run bounced off his head. He said, uh, "He said your girlfriend rubbed my head after, so I was relieved emotionally and physically. Um, uh, the one I talked about last week, someone asks him uh, how he feels about Jim Carrey, uh, in li- like Jim Carrey mentioning him in Liar Liar, and he says that Jim Carrey's a big fan of his because they had a threesome, and some, somebody asks him who's the other guy. There, I don't know what the question is uh, here. Wait, there, there, this is my favorite one, Jeremy. Okay, uh-huh. so they said, Hey, Jose, lifelong Blue Jays fan here. I was wondering, why did you change your number three times during the 1998 season? And Jose Canseco responds, That's all they had at the time. And then someone replied to that, So we're clear, all they had at the time was three number changes. 
Um, yeah. You know, he, he didn't respond to that. Uh, and someone else said those are all the numbers he knew, which is yeah. uh, which is which is pretty good. There's some you'll find some good stuff stuff on Reddit. Um, so, someone else on on there said uh, it's funny. Like they're like, I'm so confused. Like. So, so are we to understand that if there were more numbers available, he would have changed his number more than that? <laughs> yeah, that was a funny one. Yeah, um, he he tweeted out. Uh, uh, so he has his own Twitter too, um, and he he tweeted out a question one time. He said, uh, "Would you swallow your dog's throw up to save your friend from dying?" And Jose Canseco Canseco spelled dying D I E I N G. Um, so somebody asked him, like, can you answer your own question? And Canseco responded, I like dog throw up, very nutritious. Um, again, no, no periods or capital letters used, which, which makes the whole thing funnier. Yeah. Um, let me see one last one here. Uh, uh, let's see. I, I want to talk about yeah. the, uh, the paintings one. So yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Talk about that one. Someone asked him, will you be making more of your amazing paintings? And then they linked to one. And then he wrote, like, yes, they are for sale. I will be doing one of me naked soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, yeah, soon. Like, yes. He, he, yeah, he's planning on doing one, and it's happening soon. So that's that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Any others that stood out to you, Jeremy? Um, let's see. Sometimes Reddit can be kind of hard to read. Yeah, I, I did a thing where if you find, I like did a find, um, like his username and I can just sure. jump right to each answer. Uh, what are your thoughts of chewing tobacco and baseball? And he writes, disgusting. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, man. Like, some, suddenly, suddenly he's like a man of like high class. Um, there's one that it said, well, someone, someone asked him, can you post a pic of your testicles so we know it's really you? And then. There was a comment that was deleted, and then I think he replied to that comment, and he wrote, Brad, what a bad boy you have become. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? What a weird thing. He also had some... The the question was deleted, but his answer to it was something to the effect of, they took my chandeliers, I should burn that house down. Maybe I... Shit, I still might, LOL. Yeah. Yeah. It was something about U2's lawyers or something. I don't know what the hell was up with that. Here's a good one. Um, Jose, do you have any old T-shirts that I can have? Not borrow. Have. I will pay for shipping. I would like to wear your old shirts while I'm lifting weights and also making love with my wife. Hug for <laughs> you. That's from Edgar Allan Pawn. And then he wrote, uh, he replied, I am wearing an old... <laughs> I am wearing an old underwear with poop stains. Will that do? <laughs> It's like this is just the dregs of human interaction. Like, what about it's just a low like just this dregs interacting with each other, like fucking ball busting and talking shit, and it's just like, you know, it, yeah, I don't know. It just has weight because he like used to play baseball, but yeah. Um, hey Jose, what are your top what are your top five favorite movies? And then he replies, Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's definitely some good stuff here for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the Canseco AMA. I've been aware of that for a while, and I've been I've been looking for a good good time to bring that up on the it podcast. Was n- so. Nine years ago. Yeah, happened. yeah. It was a it was a goodly while ago. So uh, yeah, the, the first time I read through that, I got gave me some good laughs. So I'm glad we yeah. were able to bring it up. Um, yeah, the baseball yes. camp video is is good too, though. Yeah, yeah. The baseball camp is uh, legendary for me specifically. Um, I, I so I think it came out in 1992, maybe. Okay. okay. Um, 
But my friend uh, and my friend had that tape. I'm not sure why he even had it, but he had yeah. that tape, and we watched it as kids. So like, I would have been 11 years old when that tape came out, and we watched it, and we actually had the foresight to make fun of it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my friend Nick and his dad. Um, um, and yeah, it's just like it's just f- like chuck full of like just absurd Jose Canseco isms and just odd weird like awkward things so i mean i i had seen this video before jack but uh, what yeah. were some of your impressions or, or like things yeah. that stood out to you so the first the the, the first part of it, it you know it kind of goes in sequence where like he uh he talks about hitting and then running and then like there's a weird part where they're eating and then lifting like the kid the kids are lifting weights so it's him and like you know eight eight kids like three like two or three girls and five boys Maybe um, not con- entirely dissimilar to Hunter Green's camp with uh, the stick, the stick boy. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Although, like, you know, if you read the Reddit AMA, Jose Canseco was more in line to say, like, fuck you, kid, like, uh, g- give me $60 for your autograph. Um, right, exactly. So, it, you know, just, just like, knowing knowing that with the context of this video. But, yes, exactly, like, but it, uh, so I don't know where they found these kids or, like, how, how they came to be in this video. Yeah, but yeah. it's just, like, a weird mix of things. There's one point where Jose Canseco was calling these kids by their names, and I thought it would be funny. Like, at one point, he's like, yeah, Brian, all right, you're next. He goes, okay, Christy, you're next. And, like, it'd be funny if he was just, if the director told these kids, like, all right, just whatever name he calls you, just just go with it, all right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, so, anyway, it, it's before the hitting section. Uh, the, the part is that they're hitting off the yeah. tee. But mm-hmm. uh, he, he talks to them about the importance of wearing a helmet, Um, as if like, you know, when you're a kid, the thing that you're most afraid of is the ball. Um, even as an adult, when you're going up there, it's like getting hit by the ball is like always a concern. Um, it seems absurd to me that baseball players ever played without a helmet. Mm -hmm. So like, does he, does he like, did the writer of this video or Jose Canseco, if he came up with it, really think that some kid is going to stand in there like in a hardball game without a helmet? Like, is that, is that really a... Right, a, a noteworthy lesson to be teaching kids. Well, yeah, it wasn't even an option. I mean, like I no. got I got thrown out in little league for taking my helmet off scoring on a bases loaded walk. I took my helmet off before I touched home plate. Yeah, and they called me out. Um, I remember. And, you, yeah, you you mentioned that on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you, you don't even have the option to not wear a helmet. But Jack, the 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 absolute one thousand best thing about that clip, um, and uh, this is something we fucking. Like we're in stitches. Like we we hurt ourselves laughing about it so much. Is he goes on? He's like, it's very important to wear a helmet. Like you know, I've been hit in the face or I've been hit in the back, and you know, guys can get very injured without a helmet. Uh, so it's very important to always wear a helmet. And then he takes it and he's like, okay, throw this thing out. And he like throws it on the ground and doesn't yeah. wear it. And it makes and it, kind of a loud sound when it hits the ground too. Yeah, but he goes, he's like, okay, throw this thing out, like almost <laughs> as if it was like a co- comedy bit. Like you couldn't have written a comedy bit better than that. And no. like he just, it's just so crazy to to go on and on about the helmet and then just like throw it on the like he doesn't even like he didn't even need to say let's throw the, like okay throw that thing out. He could have just like said like you know, but you know for this demonstration we're hitting off a tee, so we'll skip the helmet this time. He just says, throw this thing out and and, and just kind of like 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 tosses it on the ground like dismissively. It's so yeah. funny and uh, yeah, we were laughing about that. We've been laughing about that for you know thirty years. So. Oh yeah, that yeah, that totally. Um, what what struck me about it was like why didn't they just cut and say nothing about it? Yeah, they could have go- edited that part out. Yeah, yeah it it, does, it 
you know, it, maybe it's one of those things where the editors were like kind of fucking with him yeah. and making fun of him. Uh, yeah. You've seen the Kevin Sorbo disappointed clip, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. So it may, maybe it was one of those things. I yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, look, look up, the folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Kevin Sorbo disappointed. It's uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> but this was, uh, this, yeah. Winnebago Man, of course, also. Sure, like, sure. Yeah. right. Um, so, the, you know, maybe this was in the same vein as that. I don't know. But uh, a couple a things point. about them hitting off the uh, the T, too, is, uh, first of all, it's funny when he starts adjusting the T. You're like, does he even know how to adjust a T? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, but he... The, so all of the boys, like, they do okay at it. He's a little bit critical of them, where he's like, no, you did it wrong. Like, do it yeah. again. Yeah. But when the girls come up, I feel sorry for these little girls, because for both of them, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to, like, <laughs> they're going to show them fucking up. And sure enough, like, the first little girl hits it, and she's the first one to, like, hit the T instead of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, and, you know, the next, the next little girl comes up, and she, like, she swings and misses at the T. So uh-huh. it's like... Do we really need to, I mean, you know, this is looking at it from a 2022 lens, but like, you know, do we really need to like have that in there? Like, come on. That's true. Yeah. It was almost, yeah, probably in there just like as a side joke, like a girl playing baseball, right? (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah, for sure. And then, and then like she, I think, I can't remember if it's the first or the second one, but the girl swings and misses the ball completely. And then Ken Seiko actually goes, oh, wait, there's, there's something still there. The ball. <laughs> like, he kind of, like, like rips on her in front of everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, again, like, it's like, you know, again, he's not, like, with his other players. He's with little kids. Like, maybe don't, don't rip them. Like, even if it was fairly harmless. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. For sure. Um, there's a couple of moments throughout the video and all of the different segments where he, he refers to himself as a big guy. He's uh-huh. like, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm six four, two thirty. So uh, basically, uh, you know, um, at, at one point, uh, it's during the fielding section. He's talking about. He's like, yeah, you know, 1986, I was one of the worst, worst right fielders in the league. But uh, you know, now I'm, uh, now I'm considered one of the better fielders with a good arm. Uh, so it's just, it, it's you know, very. Uh, very interesting in that he, respect. He keeps lauding himself throughout the whole thing. Like there's a part where like when they're doing the base running, he's like, yeah, this is how I was able to steal 40 bases. Um, <laughs> and then he goes like, uh, he's talking, he's talking about something about like hitting maybe in that part. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, back in 1987 uh, when I won the rookie of the year, like he just like, he can't help but interject his own personal accolades into these things for a bunch of kids. You know, he's yeah. just impressing these kids. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, at, at the end of every segment, um, whether it's base running or hitting or fielding, like he, he's like, all right, so does anybody have any questions about being on first base? Um, <laughs> and then, like, the kid will just ask some really canned question about, like, you know, how do I uh, – what are, what are the ways that I could get back to the base? You know, like, it's yeah. like clear, clearly they didn't uh, – they fed these kids these, these questions. Um, yeah. There's a couple of other – so, you know, you expect the baseball stuff, like the running and the fielding. That, that's all kind of expected uh, to be in there. But there's a couple of really unexpected parts that are just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is when they, they go to the meal table, um, and, like, they're at, there's this spread of, like, breakfast stuff. And they have the, uh, the, uh, the head athletic trainer for the University of Miami there. Uh, and he's just, he's talking to the kids about like the importance of a, of a good diet, which I guess is, you know, fine. It just, uh, that's an important thing for people to know. Um, but then he goes on and, uh, to talk about steroids and let, let me just backtrack 
First, when these kids are at this breakfast table, it interjects with clips of like just showing Kinseiko like smiling and nodding his head at these kids, <laughs> which is just mm-hmm. weird. But this athletic trainer goes on to start talking about like bad things that baseball players shouldn't do. And remember, Jeremy, this was made in I guess you said 1992, so it was it was a little it was pretty clairvoyant in terms of like things that were sp- about to crop up in baseball. But the guy specifically says like don't do steroids. Like, these are some of the drawbacks of steroids. Like, for your skin, like, it can give you acne or make you bald. Like, there's things that can cause liver cancer. And it's just awkward because Jose Canseco was definitely using steroids at the time that this video was being filmed. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's just kind of unbelievable. And then after that, he tells him not to do tobacco as well. Right, yeah. No, yeah, actually, Jack, you know, it, this, this actually came out, it says 1989. So okay. That's way okay. Than it I it seemed a little older than ninety two, so that that yeah. makes makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so yes. Yeah, so anyway, the, we were like nine or ten when this came when we probably watched it. Um, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah. So like um, uh, no, the whole thing. It's almost like you know some sort of community service thing where like he clearly got busted for steroids or something, and they're like, all right, you now you need to make a video where like you tell kids steroids are bad. Um. And it's just like it's just absurd. It's like why did that? Why was that even a thing? Like why did that even come up? He's the guy's like you know a lot of people try to take the shortcut and and do steroids, but it's never the right answer or whatever. And it's like Jose Canseco in his mind was probably like this guy's a fucking chump, you know? Like I don't know. It's just but like why? I mean, I, am I naive to even question why they're even talking about steroids to a bunch of like like ten year old kids? It's like yeah. Are, 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 have they been confronted w- with steroids and have had to say no? You yeah. know, it's kind of funny. Um, it I, is, yeah. It's yeah. it's not like they've got Jackson Holiday and you know Termar Johnson around this table and they're right. like, hey guys, don't don't do this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Jack, uh, we had a, a gym teacher who was also the health teacher um, in in high school. And again, I went to an all boys school, so it was you know kind of sports centric. Um, but we had this coach uh, who taught health. And he would like, you know, he'd be teaching us health. Actually, he would tell us like these stories about how his roommates in college like would get STDs. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Guys, no joke. One time, I woke up and my friend was like taking a piss, and he was just screaming. And like, I looked, and he's like, he was straight up pissing blood, guys. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ! I'm, like having gonorrhea or something. But he also would like also say like he'd be like, "Hey guys, you know, uh, you know what? Steroids." They're not actually as bad as, as people say they are. Like he would like, he <laughs> kind of would like 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 uh, you know promote steroids. Um, like kind of like you know side side mouth or like out of the corner of his mouth sort of thing. And so like we called him Steroid Stein. His wow. name was Co- Coach Stein. So we called him Steroid Stein. So he's kind of like the uh, the anti uh, the antithesis of this video. Sure. Was. Maybe he was like dealing. You know. Maybe he it was like a Ryan Braun and uh, eh. whoever that coach was situation. You know, where, where a, they're like, hey, yeah, could you get us some steroids? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good uh, thing. Uh, that that see, I did not even think to. I didn't even make that connection. But yeah, that's very. That seems some somewhat plausible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, but uh, but yeah. So like that uh, that part um, of the the like health nutrition thing is funny. Um, the weightlifting scene is really funny. Um, I don't know. I forgot. I think they maybe say the guy's name, but 
This they it's, uh, Vin, Vinny Scavo is his name. <laughs> Vinny Scavo. <laughs> I, I wanted to Google him. Yeah, yeah right. Well, he's probably in Rikers now or something, or he's probably like, <laughs> yeah. wearing cement shoes now in the bottom of like the Hudson River. But like, yeah, right. Um, this guy is like a straight up goomba, like from like. Fucking, <laughs> From like the Sopranos, like yeah. casting casting call, um, and he's just like, he's just like talking about weightlifting, and again, it's like, I kind of thought kids weren't supposed to lift weights, but he's like, it's completely fine for kids to lift weights. It's like all you gotta do is make sure you have an adult present, and you have you always have a spotter, and it's like this guy, I wouldn't trust anything that this guy said to me at all. No, um, and I just don't think that's accurate information. I'm like. I don't think you're supposed to have kids weightlift early because I think it like fucks up their like their physical development. I don't know. Sure. I, yeah, and, and you know who knows, Jeremy? Because there's at the end of the uh, the video, um, they they do like a training thing where it's like if you uh, like a, or like a, a, a athletic trainer thing where it's like if if your buddy gets injured on the field, here's <laughs> right. how you take here's how you take care of him. But at the start of that, they say. He's like, first of all, like, don't don't throw a curveball. Your muscles are not de- like until you're 15. Your muscles are not developed yet enough. So it's like, you know, 28. But hey, pal, 15 minutes ago, you told me to like start lifting weights. Now you're telling right. me I can't throw a curveball because my muscles aren't developed. Like, what what kind of messaging is this? But then there's this weird thing where he gets one of the kids up on his trainer's table and he like has <laughs> him stick out his leg and then he shows the kids how to like like gauze up a wound. <laughs> right, right. Uh, very bizarre. As if like, as if it's a good idea for these, or like these kids are gonna be all right, good. Like you know, Vinny showed us how to do this, so you just you're good. All right, we don't need to like take you to the doctor, tell your parents, whatever. Just we we got you. We're good. Um, like, th- does he really expect a group of ten year old kids to like be like dressing each other's wounds? Uh, it's messed up. And then like, he, so he does that, and he puts like gauze on this kid's leg, and then he's like, he has the kids stick out his hand his. Uh, his hand and then he like he talks about treating jammed fingers and how you should like tape tape a tape the jammed finger to an unjammed finger so then mm-hmm. it's like he t- he gets this kid's hand and he like you know and he, he gauzes up the kid's hand it's almost like it's almost like a naked gun joke or something <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. it's like he's just like treating this kid for all these different like different horrible <laughs> maladies it, like this one kid it's it's very bizarre yeah yeah for real I yeah I remember that I remember I think that's like a, a guy thing too is like when 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 like someone gets hurt like a guy like dresses the wound they like they pull out like you know crazy gauze. my grandfather did that to me when I like skinned my knee once he like uh-huh. took out gauze and tape and I'm like hey what what about just a band-aid you know <laughs> like yeah yeah uh but yeah that that's pretty funny yeah fucking Vinny Scavo yeah um, like you said man I wouldn't trust the thing that guy says no way no I mean like um yeah, what I forgot. There's like some sort of like wise guy thing. Like, <laughs> I gotta sell this guy a fish or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, like, um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, he just sleeps to, with the fishes. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, it's something like nah. It's like I don't know. It's like uh, I, 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 I don't. I'm not sure what it is. Okay. Probably obscure from some uh, an obscure line from a movie or something. But sure. uh, but yeah, like uh, no. I mean, and of course, anyone honestly, anyone associated with Jose Canseco. You, you just you wouldn't want to take advice from just as a rule of thumb so right so yeah i don't know um and but jeremy uh, do you remember stuff. the very ending of the video and jose is like he's like all right it's been a long day now we can go home and relax and then there's <laughs> there's a still shot of him like 
sitting on the floor, all these kids are gathered in his living room, and they're, like, watching baseball, and I think he gives a <laughs> thumbs up. It's, like, as if to imply that, like, after after this long day of baseball workout, like, he invited them over to his house to, like, watch TV. Right, yeah, exactly. Also, his house sucks, like, in this picture. It's just, yes. like, it's a little fucking TV, and, like, there's, like, two chairs, and everyone else has to sit on the floor, and, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, the lamps like is shitty, and like it's it's literally like a like a twelve inch TV or something. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's classic stuff. Um, I'm glad that this exists. Um, so the other thing, the the last thing about it that I, I want to bring up is um, so like I said, um, that the way that that guy from the from the the startup company last week like was cracking his neck made me think of. Canseco's like weird head twitches that he did um, during this video, and so someone actually, actually, it's the same guy who posted all the clips. He posted a Jose Canseco twitch remix, and it's just a supercut of all the times uh, he twitches his head in the video, and it's fucking and it's set to music, and like sometimes it syncs with the music. It's so funny. So it's honestly, if you don't watch anything else, just watch this like twitch remix. It's like. It gets crazier and crazier too. At some point, he just jerks it to the side, but then he starts jerking it left and right. And like, I mean, it's crazy. This video is just crazy. Like, I don't know if this is like, uh, you know, uh, some sort of like nerve thing or something, but it's just crazy to watch this. And again, I remember as a little kid seeing him do that. And I'm like, what? Why is he doing that? That's weird. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly something. Um, yeah, Jose Canseco uh, has a, has does cameos now, um, so maybe we could we could ask him on, on a cameo sometime for the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I would love to to like meet him and get his autograph and ask him about this video or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. So I'm glad that uh, someone has preserved it. I don't know where part one is, sadly, but. Um, but yeah, like it, there's enough there to get the gist of it for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, last but not least here, uh, since we're still on the subject of kind of the A's of the, the late 80s, early 90s, um, mm-hmm. there was the clip, Jeremy, that you brought up with Dave Stewart from a couple weeks ago where uh, him and Tony La Russa, uh, when they were on the A's, um, might have been, been 1989, but uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, they yell at a, a baseball reporter named Bob Glass to leave the locker room. It's a pretty funny, pretty funny clip. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and so a couple of things about this clip, like, <clears throat> so yeah, it's it was captured by some like reporter or some like cameraman who was like filming the press conference or, or not even press conference, just like they asked him, they're asking him some questions, you know, in the in the clubhouse, and um, there's a ton of people in the room uh, trying to ask him questions, and this old guy is like up in front, like asking him a question and. He asked him about so Terry, the whole thing about it was Terry Steinbach got hit, um, and now Jack, this isn't like the this so Terry Steinbach like wore like a face like the extended helmet for a, a lot of his career. This is this can't be when he first got that injury, is it? Uh, maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is from '91. Mm-hmm. I could have swore that he had that that mask like back during the World Series run, but maybe not. So maybe okay. this is where. He got hit in the face, and like Steinbach had to start wearing that that extended uh, helmet, and that was uh, that was the first guy I ever remember wearing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he gets hit, and like there was a brawl between the the White so- it was the White Sox and the, the A's, and then so so the reporter like naturally asks him about the you know about 
the 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 bra, the you know the the bean ball and then the brawl and whatever and yeah. like Larusa goes like he's like I don't want to talk about that and and like I think um I think then Bob Glass goes like okay that's fine just don't yell at me right and then Larusa goes I'll yell if I want to right and then I think Glass goes okay well then so will I and then then I think then he that's what he says be a man yeah and that's when Larusa goes crazy on him. He does, and my favorite Larusa thing, and this is, it's just a funny thing, he goes, uh, Larusa says, yeah, you got about as much fucking sense as a, as a kid who was born yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it doesn't, it's not a, uh, it, it's not something that you would, like, ever say. No. It's just, he, he, he seemed to have lost track of what he was trying to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, he, <laughs> it's a funny he, thing. He, we we were yeah, and we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's um when 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 Jack when we first brought it up, but like it's just like it's a clear it's like like you know it's like the equivalent of fumbling, like on the one yard line in the Super Bowl. Like he like he had the he had the ball he had the like the line all set up. He's running to the goal line and then right as, soon as he's crossing the goal line, he fumbles it and you know it's returned for a ninety nine yard touchdown. Um, so he's like. That makes about as much sense. And then, like, there's a little pause. Yeah. And then he's like, as a kid has just been fucking born. And it's like, <laughs> what? And, like, you know, if that was, like, any, like, kind of a younger guy, like, who would probably, like, kind of be, like, kind of a wise ass, he could have just been, the reporter guy could have been just like, what? Like, yeah. Like, dude, you, you, you blew it, man. That was, that was your chance. And, like, it's so funny. I mean, I mean, and I feel bad for Larusa because that's like you know he's clearly wound up and he just wants to like go crazy and he's just trying to say something and then he just lost it and he just like spit something out. It's like as a kid who's been just born. It's like, what? yeah. I mean, like, so basically, it's like so you're like getting into an argument like with a with a baby with a newborn baby and like the baby says nonsense and you're like, oh, what the hell? Like, what, you can't even come back. You don't even have a comeback for that baby. Um, anyway, so that was pretty bad. Um, but, uh, and then it pretty much cuts to him getting thrown out by, like, there's all these, uh, A's players, um, notably Dave Stewart, Ricky Henderson's up there and they're just like saying like, get the fuck out of here. Like, and Dave Stewart is leading the way and he's like, get your ass out of here. Yeah, and I think he says, "I don't ever want to see you back here, or your ass in here." And I think, I think that, I think that's the last thing he said. I don't ever want to see your ass back here, or something. And then, yeah. and then it cuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the, the the guy, the Bob Glass guy, like looks at like one of the security guards, like he kind of looks at him, like, "What the hell's going on?" You know? Like, yeah. Um, it's really good. It's just so good. And the crazy thing about all of this is that this was on ESPN Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that is crazy. Like ESPN would never ever show anything like this nowadays. No, um, I you know Jeremy. To me, the craziest thing about it is that, and we we texted about this too, is that this this clip looks so old. It just it's yeah. like a lifetime ago. I mean, it's it's thirty years ago. Yeah. And Tony Larusa is still managing in the same city that this happened in, only for yeah. a different team. I know, I know. It is. It's really crazy. Um. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, this like. It's just the, the the technology is different. Like, you know, things, certain things like, yeah, like it's just the, the <laughs> no one had the Internet. <laughs> you know, nope. it's just like, I mean, yeah, it is like a lifetime ago. And yeah, he's still and then the White Sox are like, oh, he'd be the perfect guy to coach this team <laughs> for the World <laughs> Series. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so it's good stuff. I do 
think that there was like so there's a couple things like I think like one of the rumors is that Larusa was trying to leave to go to the hospital to see Terry Steinbach or something, uh-huh. and so he was mad that he was getting held up. But like that seems like a, a convenient excuse, you know? Sure. Um, and like, you know, I honestly the the reporter guy, I would say nine times out of ten, the athlete or the manager is at fault. I, honestly, the reporter like kind of egged him on a little bit. Like he just he didn't need to say like, you know, don't yell at me. And like it's like it's like. You know, whatever. Let him yell at you because it's a better story, you know? But, yeah, right. I don't know. And I think the reporter was the one who challenged him to be a man, too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like his guy just got hit. I feel like you would understand that he would be in a bad mood, so then why, right. like, poke him with a stick? But, um, I mean, hey, it got a great video. So, um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, it is, um, T- Tony LaRussa yells at reporter in Chicago, 1991. So do that to find it. I'll also post it on the website. So check out randallatheater.com slash notes. I think, uh, you'll be able to find that. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to be about it for this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let's do it. That That's, uh, that's, that's all I got for now. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the second half is upon us here and, um, we'll be getting out to some more games, uh, to, uh, to bring you recaps for Jack. I'm already itching to get back to that bus again for another, uh, autograph session. Yeah. Uh, a couple teams are in town, so we'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, until next time, uh, this is uh, Rain Delay Theater. Uh, I am Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Strakowski. We'll see you later. Good night.